The biggest hurdle between me and eating healthy, delicious meals for lunch is decision fatigue. Honestly, by the time lunchtime rolls around, I've already made like a thousand decisions from what my toddler should wear to how much I want to argue with her about how you have to brush your teeth in the morning, you know? <laughs> for sure, for sure. No, I absolutely agree. And like I have taken to doing meal preps or like buying a bunch of ready to eat meals to like heat up quickly. And I recently tried Factor. And let me tell you, Factor is like 12,000 steps above and beyond any ready to meet eat meal I have ever tried before. That's right. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious ready to eat meals. Every fresh, never frozen meal is chef curated, dietitian approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. And there are more than 60 add ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started and get after your goals. I tried the two-minute meals where I could fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat wherever you are. And they also offer pancakes, smoothies, and more. There's a wide variety of easy options throughout the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Plus, there's no prep and no mess. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup required. Factor is also flexible for your schedule. You can get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Factor is the perfect solution when you're looking for fast premium options with no cooking required. And you don't want to make any more decisions because you're exhausted, like me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Factor is less expensive than takeout and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash justbreakup50 and use code justbreakup50 to get 50% off. That's code justbreakup50 at factormeals.com slash justbreakup50 to get 50% off. Hey friends, Spencer here. We've got a special episode for you this week. Uh, this is our Patreon episode this week called Continuing the Conversation. Sam and Sierra and I talk some more about grief and parenting, uh, following up from one of the letters on the main episode this week, and then we answer a letter about when things are good, but maybe they could be better. If you enjoyed this episode, you should check out our Patreon. We have a back catalog of almost 200 episodes. We have a ton of video content. We do monthly live streams whole bunch of other stuff. It starts at just $5 a month. Go to patreon.com slash justbreakuppod to check that out and enjoy the episode. Welcome to Just Break Up, the Patreon edition. My name is Sierra DeMolder. And I'm Sam Blackwell. And this week we're going to talk about this, this week's, week's primary episode. With special guest. Yes. Spencer Worth Davis, Hi. aka Big Cats. Hello, that's Hi, Spencer. Me. Hi, how are you? <laughs> looking, looking particularly charming today with your backwards hat. Oh, thank you. Which thank now you. everyone can see because we offer this level or video at the five dollar level now. Mm -hmm. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, so this week we are going to actually do something that we have never really intentionally done, <laughs> which is kind of dive deeper into something we covered in this week's primary. Um, episode. It was episode like 195, I think, called the parent episode, right? Yes, um, correct, on both. Yeah, because we answered letters that all like vaguely or directly had to do with parents. Um, we are marketing geniuses. <laughs> and 
We planned uh, it so, for sure. We didn't yes. just decide <laughs> seconds before the, all... <laughs> yeah, the episodes. <laughs> yeah. Was that really unintentional? So, yeah. Unintentional. 100%. Well, and then we well literally done. seconds before we started recording, Sam's like, oh, look, they all have parents in them. That's just, <laughs> um, that's just great instincts from Sam is what that is. That's right. Yeah. Um, okay. So in the second letter, um, it was from a letter writer whose um, mother had um, unfortunately passed away of stage four cancer. Mm-hmm. Correct. Uh, yeah. Um, a couple, two, two months ago from the date that we answered the letter. Yep. Um, and she wrote about how her family came together during this process of her since diagnosis to her passing have become closer in that process and in the grieving process. And um, it was a very articulate, thoughtful letter, but the, the summary of the question was about her father, who it obviously um, hit the hardest. And um, the letter writer shared that he had been like casually, or I don't even know if it was casual, but dating somebody new a month after her mother passed away. It was a friend. It was a sister of her mother's friend. And um, the letter writer was kind of like, I don't really want to hear about this. I'm not really sure if this is the healthiest way to grieve. You're doing these things with this woman that like you didn't do with my mother. Um, And just sort of like ask the questions of like, how do I navigate this grief? How do I protect my own boundaries while like supporting my dad? I like obviously want him to be happy, but like, is this the right thing? And is it weird that I'm not happy for him? Mm. Um, And another thing that actually I loved that the letter writer mentioned that I forgot to bring up during the actual show is um, she mentioned that her father and her mother had actually talked about like potential people uh for him to date in the future like her mother had had like wished him to to be with other people right that's the best way you can describe it all is there anything i missed i think they made didn't she say they made like an actual list of names and yeah. this, and this person who he's been dating was one of them yep i right? oh really we mm-hmm. yep. i don't remember the specific the it being her being on the list but she was, maybe yeah, I just that was in that letter. Okay, yeah. Yep. yeah. And I actually regret not bringing that up because I just think that's like an important fact to share. And our lovely manager, producer, editor, Spencer, um, texted us afterwards just to, to like continue the conversation, which is something we do sometimes where mm-hmm. we just talk about the show <laughs> or what was said. And Spencer had some great thoughts um, that he wanted to, that he shared with us that, that I thought we could bring to the broader JBU Patreon audience. Um, Spencer, do you want to just start or do you want me to ask you? Um, interview you? Well, I just, I thought the, the conversation about dating other people and like getting as specific as like, here's who I think you would be good for like, you. Yeah. You would get along with or whatever, like setting your husband up with people to me spoke to like some pretty in-depth conversations that Mm though that her parents Mm -hmm. had been having and like that we we definitely can't know the depths of and like the letter writer sounds like she doesn't and like maybe could if her dad was willing to talk to her about it but like when it i think it was like three years from diagnosis to when she passed right right 
Something like that. That's a lot of time where you're probably spending most or all of that time together to talk about a whole lot of things in a whole lot of detail. And especially if she was diagnosed at stage four, that's a survival rate of like 5%, that diagnosis. So you knew for three years that you had a 5% chance of living beyond the next five years. So like, yeah, I can only imagine the types of conversations that partners would have under those circumstances, you know? Right. Um, and it's a different situation than like an unexpected or sudden death where you're kind of grieving together, right? It's not like the grieving process necessarily starts, started two months ago when she died you're sort of grieving throughout that whole process of, you know, the, those three years yeah. from diagnosis to actually dying. So just as a starting point, like I, I, I think there's probably a lot of information that we and the letter writer just don't have about their relationship. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I think one of the things that you brought up that I connected with most was just was just like the the labor of of caring for somebody who's terminally ill, mm -hmm. the emotional, physical like drainage of energy that 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 requires of us and and grief, how exhausting and physical grief is. And if this unfolded as we are assuming that it unfolded um that person the the father like might just need a break like might just need this like joyful distraction like the way that so often folks who have been folks of loved ones who have been suffering for so long feel a level of of relief when somebody finally is no longer in pain and and that's like such a complicated emotion, but a real and like very common sensation, you know, again, we're not in this relationship. We're not in this family, but him, him dating this person m might like feel, feel good. I think I said something like that. Like he might just want to feel good after mm -hmm. years of, of, of that. Yeah. So, yeah. My mom was diagnosed with stage four cancer when I was 19 and died when I was 23. So very similar situation to our letter writer, it sounds like. Um, and, you know, when it was towards the end of that, when it was clear that she was not going to survive, she was like making lists of things that she wanted us to do afterwards. You know, she mm. was like, you can go do this thing because you don't have to like... <laughs> spend every second with me and you guys can like go on a trip mm. together and like sure. she I, I it is that sense of that weird sense of relief in a way of like it's hard on everyone right like the person who has cancer the person who is dying their caretakers their family members and when you are doing that all knowing that it's not going to like work like the person is not going mm. to get better it's exhausting and it's like mm -hmm. really draining both physically and emotionally. And the person who is dying knows that too, right? Like it's exhausting for them, but they know, you know, you're seeing your partner every day 
spending all of their time and energy on you for something that like isn't going to like make you healthier you know it's just like Mm. you're spending time together before you can't and so to me i read that like you know he's going out and getting a cocktail and doing things that he didn't do with her mom maybe she was like hey just go get a fucking drink you know like do like a normal thing Mm -hmm. that you like to do that maybe you haven't been able to do for like three years Yep. Right. And I don't know. I, I, the timing was not having like lived through that. The timing was not like shocking to me. Sure. In terms of like, you know, a month later dating someone else and like, who knows what dating means either, you know? Right. And also like and- you want him to be happy. Right. Mm-hmm. And all, if, whether this like ultimately makes him happy or this relationship works or doesn't work like there's nothing you can do to influence that anyway mm-hmm. he's gonna do what he needs to do and you we wouldn't want someone else being like hey you shouldn't date this person because eventually it might not work like that's that's not helpful right. so let him have fun and if he if he decides it's not fun then like support him in whatever else he wants to do <laughs> <laughs> did you feel do you and you can share as much or as little as you want um did you feel any like kindred um did you experience any like kindred frustration or confusion um about like how folks in your life were grieving like i think that was at the core of the letter of like i'm not sure if this is right for you and also like the fact like seeing your father with somebody else Mm -hmm. so soon like i think i think i stand by making space for like that is not something that anybody wants to see normally you know like unless you're like me who is (laughs) pro-divorce we've made this we've made this joke in the past if you don't know what i'm talking about (laughs) once i once i accidentally said i was pro-divorce on the show which i am but it came (laughs) off the way that Spencer's face is making it sound (laughs) and not Sam. Uh Uh, It was more like I'm pro people separating when their relationship is no longer healthy because that's actually healthier for families than it is like staying together. Um, Mm -hmm. That's what I, my, my facial reaction was to comparing divorce and death, not, not the pro divorce statement. (laughs) Oh, sorry. (laughs) Anyway, not comparing that. Um, uh, But just, did you feel, uh, did you do you did you feel any kindredness with that sort of um, struggling to see your parent move on? I guess, or uh, how how people were grieving in your circle. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I should probably clarify that, like, my relationship with my dad since then has been mostly terrible. So maybe I maybe <laughs> I'm not like the most qualified to be giving <laughs> sure, insight sure, sure. here. Yeah. Um, I. For me, it was more like on the other end of it. Like I, I think it would have been beneficial for him to like seek joy. Get, yeah, to like go find things that make him happy and to be around mm-hmm. other people more and to meet new people and live his life. Um, but again, like he is his own person who needs to do things at his own pace and like your kid telling you to do something different certainly isn't going to help. Um, so 
I don't know. I, I processed it very differently because like it wasn't obviously, you know, a mom and a partner are totally different. And, mm-hmm. you know, I had my own like non-birth family support system that was sort of separate from my dad's support system. And uh, yeah, we just, I think, took very different approaches to it, both because, you know, we had lost a totally different person from each other. Yes. That is such a great way to articulate it. Like in the past, we've said that like each person in a relationship is in a different relationship. Like you and your, you and your father lost a different person, not just a different relationship. Yeah. You just had a totally different person that you were grieving and, and connected to. She was, yeah, completely different things and people mm-hmm. to the two of us. So yeah, yeah, it's sort of, and like at that age too, like, I don't it's hard to have that perspective of what that would even mean to lose a partner of, you know, 20, 30 years. Like I was 23. Yeah. Like I didn't, I didn't know anything. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so I think a lot of my, honestly, a, a lot of my grieving and like processing was done more internally. Mm. Um, I think both because of like that, disconnect of like what we weren't processing the same thing necessarily. And like, he's never been, we've never had that relationship where we like process emotional things together. Um, and so I think for us, it actually probably put more space between the two of us because it was like, we Mm. don't have any, neither of us have any of the skills to do this and certainly not together. Sure. Um, Right. So I would say we didn't necessarily work through that in a very healthy way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's one of the the challenges of grief too, is like the idea of that, like we're all going through our own version of it and both wanting other people to be going through the same thing that you're going through and other people like imposing their own grief upon you as well, like their own timeline or their own feelings about it. And like that, that discrepancy is like, really challenging and and alienating even as we can like accept it too right like and be like yeah i can totally understand that my parent is going through a different type of grief than i am it can still be like really disappointing and frustrating to be like but why can't you do it in the same way that i am like Mm -hmm. why can't we be in it especially thinking about like the fact that they went through that whole process together and how like it seemed to bring them really close together and like yeah we had beautiful moments as grieving people in sort of lockstep with each other as we were figuring this out and then having this like disruption afterwards, like could only be that much more challenging. So like, yeah, I think, I think the awful and annoying part of grief is that it, it doesn't look anything like it, you think it should. (laughs) And Mm. that like everyone is going through it differently and that like, it's never a clear it's never a clear emotion because it's like, it's never just like, oh, I'm sad. It's like, I'm sad and also frustrated and also mad. And like, it's just like so many different things layered on top of each other um, that make it really complicated and hard to to parse, which is why I'm always like drawn to letters from folks who are grieving because it is like, yeah, this is so complicated. This is like, not just like, oh, my 
I don't know what I was going to say. I don't want to diminish anyone else's feelings, so I'm not going to say <laughs> oh. anything. Yeah, right. Like, but like, uh, just how complicated and and unexpected it it is in so many ways. And I I think you're right to like, I don't know, bring it to the present moment. Like, I agree intellectually with everything that's been said here. Like, the father deserves to seek joy, right? <clears throat> that is actually maybe even a better bridge to hum to other humans you know then like i don't know um not finding connection even if the connection is like short-lived and also i think if my um if this if i were in this position and my dad moved on so fast i would totally be on my like just break up podcast host high horse and be like <laughs> um this you're moving on too fast you know like i don't know if i would be able to stop <coughs> my own grief from manifesting in that way, you know? So at the same time, it's also like really understandable. Well, and it, it is possible to, to support your dad in what he needs to be doing right now. And to also say, this is a lot for me and I'm experiencing this differently. Mm -hmm. And like right now, a month later, seeing you two together or hearing about what you two are doing is like just a lot for me. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Like, I think you can articulate that sort of, I don't know, soft boundary or whatever of like, Hey, I might just need a minute with this or like hmm? I'm at a different stage in my process than you are. Can we like, can I sort of ease into your experience of this grief instead of like, because I could see it being really, really difficult to, like, see your parent with a new partner a month after your parent had died. That would right. be super hard. Especially in, like, you know, anything resembling what you used to do with your parents. So I think there is a world in which you can support him doing what he needs to do or what he, you know, is enjoying doing right now. And also, like, protect yourself a little bit. And just like, yeah. let him know where you are in this process and that like, apparently you guys aren't at the same spot and that's fine, you know? Mm -hmm. And maybe the way that he can help you out is to like, not share a whole lot of details about that for now, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And even with like the most careful wording around like all of the things that Spencer said, right? Like her dad's response to whatever she was going to say doesn't have anything to do with her, right? Because like... The, the reality is, is that like when we're in our grief, we don't always respond well to other people too, right? So he might hear that as being like an attack that he's moving too fast or whatever. But I think that part of what grieving in community with folks is about is also like recognizing the fact that like we're going to butt up against each other a whole bunch of times and it's going to like not go super well every single time we interact. But all we can do is like try and give each other as much grace as possible, recognizing that like this is hard in different ways for all of us. Yeah. 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 That was beautifully said. And um, and thanks for go ahead. Oh, uh, just there's nothing you can do to control his reaction to it. Oh, you know? absolutely. So yeah. 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 He'll react how he's gonna react, and then you just have to react from there and then do it for long enough that hopefully you eventually come to some sort of agreement. <laughs> Absolutely. Or not, you know, or, <laughs> or you don't. 
You should get into um, family counseling, Spencer. Mm, if, yeah. If if Sam and I are in relationship counseling, pseudo fakeness, yep. pseudo fakeness is the way that people say that. Definitely, totally <laughs> natural, Sierra. <laughs> anyway, uh, okay. Thanks so much for sharing your experience, Spencer, and your thoughts, both of you. Yeah. Um, I I like the idea of like checking in on letters or diving a little bit deeper on the into the topics that we cover in the primary. So we should do this again sometime. Yeah. All right. Y'all know that Sam and I record every single episode of Just Break Up virtually. So I literally see this beautiful person on Zoom like multiple times a week. And every time Sam pops up into Zoom, I comment on their outfit. And I swear, like 99% of the time, I'm like, oh my God, that outfit is so cute. Where did you get it? Sam says quince. You too can upgrade your wardrobe with luxury essentials at unbeatable prices. Quince is here to transform the way you shop with a range of high quality items priced within reach. That's right. They have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middle person and passes that saving on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Y'all have heard me talk about my leather bag that I use as both a laptop bag and a diaper bag. And I love it because (laughs) (laughs) honestly, it looks really cute in every single circumstance that I use it. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash just break up for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash just break up to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash just break up. All right, head and heart workers, you know, I'm all about tackling our money shame and becoming fiscally empowered, regardless of how much money we make or how much debt we have. I think it's such a crucial step in our own self-acceptance and empowerment. That's why I love that today's episode is sponsored by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. With Rocket Money, you can see all of your subscriptions in one place. And if you see something you don't want, you can just cancel it with a tap. You never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled unwanted subscriptions. And listen, we always talk to you about like conflict styles and open and honest communications, but honestly, save your energy and get Rocket Money to cancel those subscriptions for you. <laughs> Stop wasting yeah. you money. You don't need to practice that. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need to do head and heart work with like customer service representatives. You know what I mean? Like just like 
Use the middle person. <laughs> Just get Rocket Money in there to help you do what you need to do. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. That's rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. Rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. We do have a letter that we're going to answer. Samuel, would you like to read that letter? Let's do it. Can I hang out and answer the letter? I never get to answer letters. Yeah, absolutely. You can. Yep. Definitely. All right. This letter comes from all by myself by B.I. Who's writing or who pronoun is whose pronouns are she, her, and who is writing from Confusion Town. Hi, Sam and Sierra. I've been listening to JBU for about a year and I love it. I've been wanting to submit a question for a while. So here it goes. I'm a 28-year-old cisgender woman currently in a never-ending grad program to be a psychologist. I grew up in the Deep South in a very religious community, and because of good old purity culture, I got delayed on some things. First off, I didn't do anything beyond making out until I was 24. I also didn't come out to myself until 27 and have only been dating women, too, for a little over a year. It feels like I'm now experiencing this delayed teenagehood at an age when a lot of folks around me are in serious relationships or getting married. In this period of time, I also had in and out, or I also was in and out of two relationships, one of which I was usually ignored and the other of which involved a lot of jealousy and possessiveness. He often accused me of cheating with no evidence and would interrogate me for hours over phone conversations with my friends, not believing me that they were platonic. I also got herpes from this partner, so now I have to disclose to everybody before we get physical, which makes my dating life interesting. Anyway, I'll get to my actual question. Eight months ago, I met a guy who we'll call Pete. Pete is the nicest in the world, and I'm not being hyperbolic. He cooks for me. He always texts me back. He plans things. He picks me up from the airport. One time, I made an offhanded comment about the lack of conditioner in his shower, and the next time I stayed over, there was conditioner. He also Aww, cares. Shit. <laughs> I know, right? He also cares very much about my sexual pleasure, and he treats me like a totally normal sexual partner, not like the gross person with an STI. Of course, I know mm. I'm not a gross person, but herpes is so stigmatized that it can be unfortunately rare to find somebody who doesn't view you like a health risk. However, Pete says that he doesn't want a relationship because he ended a four-year relationship last year. Thus far, I've been okay with that. I viewed him as an ultra-kind friends with benefits as I've dated other people, especially other women slash non-men, and confirmed or embraced my bisexuality. However, now it's been nearly a year with Pete doing the same thing. We see each other once a week, we eat, we have sex, and it's great. Part of me thinks I'm beginning to develop feelings for him. But each time I ask what he wants, he confirms that he doesn't want a relationship. He is even totally okay with me dating other people. As long as we can still keep doing this, I'm happy. However, he's not seeing other people because he says he's satisfied with what we have. I'm unsure what to do. And I feel like I'm so confused. I don't feel strongly enough about him to want a relationship or to push an ultimatum of some kind. But I also don't want to leave because of how well he treats me. So my question is, how do you know when you believe you're developing feelings, whether it's just whether it's the person or just the way they treat you? And given that I'm so deeply confused about my feelings toward Pete and the future of the whole situation in general, do I end things or keep seeing him while I continue to date others? Same as I'm doing now. Any insight would be appreciated. What's the letter writer's name again? The cute by all by by myself. All by myself. Mm -hmm. Cute, 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 cute. (laughs) 
Uh, yes, thank you so much all by myself for writing and supporting us on Patreon and listening. Uh, I feel like equally uncertain as you do <laughs> <laughs> about how to move forward, but I, I think that's a good sign. Like it's a good pointer in the direction of like, don't overthink it. Hmm. I'm trying to overthink it, trying to find the right answer for you. And it's, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm guessing like if you're happy, well, I don't know. Let me hear what my comrades have to say, because I'm equally confused. You like that one, Spencer? Comrades? <laughs> I mean, I yeah, think I love being... it when, sorry, go ahead. Uh, well, I was just going to say, I, I think Pete is being very Chill. clear about what he wants. <laughs> And like you just kind of have to listen to him or like take him at his word and decide if that's what you want or okay not. Okay for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if it is great, like if you also are enjoying seeing other people at the same time, great. If you want a monogamous relationship, like there are lots of people in the world that will treat you well. And honestly, probably more of them are women than men. So like maybe see what that's all about <laughs> for a while. He's not um, wrong. He's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but I think like, you know, he's, if he's said pretty plainly multiple times, like, I don't want to be in a relationship. You just kind of have to believe him, like, I, yeah. and, and decide if that's enough for you or if you want something different. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I always love it when people write us letters and they're like, do I have feelings for this person? And I'm like, I, I don't know. I am not well, you. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say, if you're writing into a relationship podcast about this person, you probably do. You probably right. don't That's feel fair. nothing for this person. If you're taking time out of your day to write strangers about them. For sure. Well, and I also I... think like, go ahead, Sam. Does having feelings for this person necessitate a change then you know what i mean like can you just have feelings with for this person and also continue to date them in the way that you're dating them now Um, that's the crux of this letter for me because yeah feelings would mean the potential to get them hurt sure so that's why people write into the at this moment of time in this moment of confusion to be like oh shit if he doesn't want a relationship with me still in three months, six months, whatever. Am I going to get my feelings hurt? It starts it's, to feel unsafe. It sounds sure. like she already is getting her feelings hurt, though. I don't know. I didn't necessarily... I heard more, like, overthinking than, like, ouchie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I heard, I'm like, okay, this is going too well, and I feel like I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. Like, I either need to develop yes. feelings for this man that'll get in the way, or he wants something that he's not telling me that he wants, or I secretly want a relationship and I just don't know how to say it like it does feel to me like a lot of like how can this be going okay given that it doesn't fit into the parameters of like what relationships are supposed to look like i guess i meant less like ouchy feelings and more like mild irritation feelings like on the the spectrum of getting your feelings hurt you're you're on the chart somewhere (laughs) it's just like maybe more down here yeah feelings are involved for sure there are feelings happening yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) yeah Yeah, yeah. That conditioner thing really got you. Yeah. The conditioner. Which also, like, yep. Pete, sound, Pete sounds lovely, but that's a very low bar. Like, that's cute <laughs> yeah, and, like, that's too, nice. <laughs> that's, like, that's a nice Both thing Both of you to do. can chuckle all of you want, all you want, but as somebody who has historically dated more men, um, 
That is a very nice thing. <laughs> Somebody who has long hair, it makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and also, we coddle men so that the lowest possible nice thing is like life changing. Yes. Yeah. I'm not saying it's Absolutely. not a nice thing to do. It definitely is. It also it's should thoughtful. not like, yeah, of course. The expectation that your let's, partner let's argue about that your partner does thoughtful things for you to make your life easier should not, not be your like, partner. Well, in some okay, not monogamous <laughs> partner, but like they have some sort of relationship. Yes. Yeah, it's kind of uh, like yes. uh, yeah, that's that's a nice thing that a friend would do for sure. You know, yeah, like, right. Like if I, I if I had a friend like I'm showering over, over here they, all the time, yeah, and they needed <laughs> something, some like, conditioner, and it cost yeah. me four dollars to fix it, I would just do that. <laughs> yeah, right. So maybe not. Let's not like hype that up too much. Like, nice, Listen, good job, Pete. But like, you don't owe him a relationship because he bought you some conditioner. <laughs> I used to keep contact solution in my apartment for people that i would bring home so like as somebody who wears contacts and who has long hair who needs conditioner both of those things are beyond thoughtful (laughs) for me (laughs) you just like touched on the two things that make it hard to be my me i'm sorry y'all it's fine it's a baby just keep talking it's what babies do it is a baby how did you know it's exactly what babies do Um, uh okay I don't know where we were going. We got derailed by conditioner. Yes. Pete seems nice. If you like dating him casually, keep doing it. Exactly. I think that's what I mean. If you want a, like a, you know, a more traditional monogamous relationship, he's, it doesn't sound like he's your guy. Well, and I think like people write into the, the podcast at this moment in time in their lives, because it can be really confusing to, to, to be like, am I unhappy here? Or am I, was I programmed to think I need more? Or mm. am I trying to protect myself? Like, do I need to protect yeah. myself? Do I need to, is this going to bite me in the ass, uh, you know, down the line? Um, Probably, and the hard thing is, but we like don't, most we things don't, do. So will lots of we monogamous relationships. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. That ain't that the truth. <laughs> I think as long as you're like, so I guess maybe this is my big takeaway that I wish I did when I was younger, like believe what people are saying, Mm. number one, and continue the conversation. Be like, Hey, I know we already talked about this, but I'm just making sure we're still on the same page and be as transparent as you want your partner to be. Mm. Um, I think that, you know, like, I don't think we have the check-in, like, what are we doing conversation enough? I know it feels repetitive to some people, but um, I know, what are we doing, Temple says. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> um, uh, anyway, maybe somebody wants to take over so I can mute my microphone. <laughs> I, I think there's an opportunity here to spend some time figuring out what you want or digging deeper into what you want a relationship to look like as well. You know, it sounds like you're relatively new to dating and relationships and, you know, still like relatively new in your sexuality. And like maybe part of it is the challenge of like, is this what I want or is this what I've been like conditioned to think that I want or like to expect relationships to look like? And like, maybe I am really happy here and it's just not the way I expected to find happiness and that's throwing me off. Mm-hmm. But I think, like Sierra said, continuing the conversa- conversation of what are we and what do we want from each other and what are we doing here, but also on your own, like 
<laughs> she's just taking off all Stripping her clothes down. with her with her microphone muted. Uh, <laughs> like, what do I want for myself? Se- separate from <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> we just. <laughs> Sorry, Sierra, you're doing just fine. Sam's just giggling constantly, and I, I couldn't <laughs> it's just, do it. Uh, I just am watching what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have, having this those is com- our first live, live breastfeeding. breastfeeding. Here we are. I was waiting. I was like, when is this going to happen? Uh, yeah, there, there we go. go. Good job, little bud. Anyway. Uh, little bud is referring to my boobs, by the way. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Specifically the who are doing the, the real right work one. here. Specifically the right one. Yep. Yeah. 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 Uh, that's the one that's that's really pulling. She does weight. have a favorite. Is it, uh, is it? It's the left boob. Is the favorite. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry, y'all. Continue. Um. Oh, just that. Like, yes, have these conversations with Pete uh, about what you both want, and if this is meeting that, and also. Spend some time with yourself, you know, figuring out what you want from a relationship separate from any, you know, one individual person too. like what, what do you want? What's going to make you happy? What things do you want to experience and, and share with somebody? Yeah. And it's also, it's okay to not know what you want in this moment either. Right. Like, and it doesn't mean for you're sure. doing anything wrong. You can, you can say like, oh, well, this is working really well for now. And I don't know if this is what I want long term, but it's still it's still working. And yeah, because that's like the joy of being a human is that we're like we get to figure out what we want as we go along. And those things can change. And but but brass tacks like right now seems like this is working. So like, I don't know what you need to change about it. Like you you seem to be both on the same page about what this relationship is and isn't it seems to be meeting needs that that you both have like i think i think just go with it until until it doesn't work anymore and then do something different and i'm gonna add one more thing to this pile of like vague like yeah keep going advice (laughs) um which is like it's also okay if you want to end it it's okay if it's like perfectly good and perfectly fun and perfectly nice and you love that conditioner and you love that contact solution and you love that D and you love the regularity of it. But like, this isn't what you want. It's not going anywhere. So you want to try something else. Like sure. it's okay to like, end. it's okay to end a good thing if you don't want to do it anymore. Yep. And maybe watch <laughs> the, uh, the few broad city episodes where Alana and Lincoln have their, Oh my God. Their annual check-ins. Mm. It's, in the last season, right? It's like the it's second the episode in the last. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Hi. The the yeah, like six month or annual dinner check in. What are we conversation and what are we doing for the next six months? Is well, that's what I. I'm glad you brought that up because just like it's a, especially in a situation like this where like things can get sticky or things can be presumed. Like oh, we've been sleeping together for a year. Does that mean we're automatically in a relationship? Just like continuing to have that conversation. Even though you've already had it, even though he's already said it, like mm-hmm. be and say say that explicitly. Say, I know we've already talked about this. I just think that it would make me feel more secure if we just had like a check in every couple of months to make sure we're still on the same page. Yeah. Well, because I don't a, mean to like make you repeat yourself, but I want you. This is a nebulous thing. Yeah, it's like a it's a forever practice. It's not like a oh cool we had the one conversation and now we're done, right? Like it's like right. we're constantly existing, and so things, circumstances, opinions, feelings are going to change as time goes on. So the checking in is meant to be 
a process, not like a right. Great. We checked that off. We've defined the relationship and now we're done. It's like, no, we can continue to define it as we experiencing it together. Yes. Yeah. I like that. All right, my darling. We hope that this helps. Thank you so much for Sorry, writing. My Sorry, my baby interrupted your no, you answer. Congratulations on being the letter we were answering when we had our first honor. <laughs> I wish like gold, gold could like, <laughs> like you are the winner, baby. Could, like, fall. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're a winner, baby. Um, it's like it's like the possum that you saw in your yard. Gonna make this a great comparison. I'm <laughs> so sad. Yeah. Land this one. Keep going. The sad, thank you, frightened, thank you. scared possum that just kept pacing back and Sam's... forth under my fence. <laughs> that sounds good. Sounds not rabid. Yeah. Um, if it was like actually moving. Uh, Sam sent me a picture of a possum that showed up on his front yard in the middle of the daylight, and I was like, I made a joke, like, "Congrats! Like, this means you're gonna have a great year. Like, it's like a sign of good tidings." You, my dear letter writer, being the first live on episode breastfeeding good many good fortunes to you my friend <laughs> it's, a, it's a good omen it means you're gonna have six six more months of spring or something like that <laughs> yeah, i like it i like it when when yeah, when dumb. little bud shows up on screen it's a it's a good omen mm-hmm. yeah i was gonna pop her up and see if you get if we could do a no, on little, face and it was a callback see. sierra little, little buds you're right boob little, oh, oh little buds <laughs> <Hi>. keep up <laughs> Yeah, tie oh. baby. Yay, podcast baby. Yeah, so cute. Looking drunk. <laughs> so drunk. <laughs> now we're good. What's if my right boob is little bud? My left boob is old, like good old. Did you say standby faithful? <laughs> old faithful and little bud. Yes, there I like it, it. I like it. We actually one more boob joke before we end this episode. <laughs> um, we I like was telling somebody what it is like to have a breastfeeding newborn or two month old now. And I was like, I feel like I'm constantly on tap, like literally. And then we made jokes that like, this one's like an IPA <laughs> and this one's <laughs> like a lager or uh-huh. like a Kombucha. summer shandy, Kombucha. you know? <laughs> Got the Kombucha yeah. Kombucha like, yeah. Yeah. Hey, cutie pie. Okay. Anyway, that's enough of that. Um, <laughs> Y'all, thank you so much for supporting us on Patreon, for listening, for subscribing. If you have not yet, make sure to check out our new Patreon tiers, our new offerings. Um, And you can always change your subscription. You can always upgrade it um, or pause it or whatever. But what we want you to look into most right now is checking out what it would mean to become an annual subscriber. Um, It saves you two months on both subscription levels, whether $5 um, annually or $10 annually. uh, And you get some awesome rewards. Right? Do we want to review them? Hmm. No, you guys have heard They're them. They're here. They probably know. <laughs> Just check out the annual subscriptions. Um, and our first ever, oh, I wanted to talk about this first and I forgot. <laughs> our first ever Instagram, nope, our first ever Patreon live um, that we're offering to our $10 a month um, patrons is happening on Wednesday, June 22nd. Yes. Double checking that's that correct. Yeah, month. Thank make you. sure that's in my calendar. Um, <laughs> It is. Um, it's at 6 p.m. Central, East, uh, 7 p.m. Eastern. We're going to be hanging out here live. Um, and we're going to be able to, like, take your... Let's just do, like, a Q&A or an AMA. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's we're going to, like, celebrate Pride with our JBU listeners because that's Pride Week in Minneapolis. Um, so check that out. We'll make sure to 
post about it to remind you all. But if you want to be a part of that, just make sure you're subscribed at $10 a month or $10 a month annually. An- annually. There we go. Annularly. Anything else, y'all? I think that's Annual it. Annularly. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go change this baby's diaper. Remember, y'all... Uh, It's okay to continue the conversation. It's okay to ask for clarity. And it's okay to not know what the answer is. Um, If you're looking for an answer within yourself, just sit there, settle in, lean into the discomfort and the unknown. um, And hopefully the answer will reveal itself to you. And if all else fails, just break up.